You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 29th, 2021. My name is Phil Broswick. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Happy Draft Day, everyone. On today's episode, we'll have our final thoughts before the NBA Draft. Some teams and some picks where I think the Magic could maybe make some trades, where I see some opportunities, and, and more importantly, less than those opportunities, what the Magic are looking for as they get to the final hours before the NBA Draft. And finally, yes, I will go on record and make some predictions about what the Magic do on Draft Night and who I think the Magic will be bringing home on Draft Night. Of course... It is the NBA draft. It is the biggest night of the year for teams that don't make the playoffs or don't aren't going to make the playoffs anytime soon. But um, if you're getting set for the NBA draft, uh, you should definitely, definitely, definitely tune in to the live NBA draft show that the Locked On Podcast Network is putting together. Um, I've seen some of the photos from the set. Um, it is an incredible job that our pals at the Locked On Podcast Network are doing. Uh, I'm unfortunately I will not be joining the show live because of my day job. Um, but it is going to be your best second screen experience, your first best first screen experience, honestly, to get the best analysis from local experts and from draft experts like Chad Ford and Locked On NBA Draft host Rafael Barlow uh, throughout the course of the NBA Draft. Chad Ford, Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales are going to be live this year covering the NBA Draft, the Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today. And watch our live coverage tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Cannot stress how cool this, this thing is. Uh, and I'm looking forward to catching at least a replay of it and, and checking it out when I can throughout the evening. Be sure to do so as well. But let's dive in. Our final thoughts here as we get ready for the NBA draft. Um, if, if y'all, if, if you've listened to me, you know what my philosophies are when it comes to the draft. You know what I think the Magic should, should be thinking about, what the Magic should be doing, um, and, and what the Magic need to get out of this draft. Um, you know, for the Locked On Podcast Network, they asked us, what is a, a, a winning draft? What is a good draft for this team? And, you know, my answer again was they need to get stars. They need to find their star player, their central figure to kind of put this roster and build this roster around. Uh, I don't think that the Magic can, you know, I, I think that the Magic, you know, have some runway. You know, I don't think, I, I, I think, you know, no matter who they would have picked uh, at five or who they pick at five, they're most likely going to be back kind of in the lottery again next year. I'm, I'm not as optimistic as some others. Jonathan Isaac's still recovering from a knee injury, as is Markel Fultz. There's a lot of unknown variables, and I, I'm expecting the Magic to be kind of hanging around uh, the top of the draft again next year. Um, I, I do think that that is just going to be an unfortunate reality. Now, it's not that the Magic can't make the playoffs. It's not that the Magic can't uh, get there as well, um, but or can't can't get can't make the playoffs, especially in Eastern Conference. I'm not, it's it's not impossible, um, but it, the odds are not likely. So, this is really one piece of the puzzle, an important piece of the puzzle, a vital piece of the puzzle, and one the Magic cannot ignore and cannot get wrong. They shouldn't just punt on this pl- this draft. It is a very good draft. I can tell you as I've gone through some of the permutations and gone through some of the different scenarios that that can play out in this draft, there are a lot of good options. There may not be an A-plus draft, but there are definitely a lot of drafts where you will walk away 
feeling very, very good. We've seen plenty of reports suggesting that the Magic are going to take Scotty Barnes with the fifth pick in the draft. And then the possibility that Jonathan Kuminga, the uh, overwhelming favorite to be the fifth pick in the draft for much of the season, would still be there at eight. It's really incredible how things play out as, as people talk themselves in and out of players. But beyond that, there are players like Moses Moody and James Book Knight, who, t- who Magic fans should covet, frankly. Those are guys that the Magic that would fit a clear need for the Magic and make them make them a whole lot better. It's not impossible that the Magic don't just make James Book Knight the fifth pick in the draft and draft Moses Moody at 8-2 and get both of them. Or flip them and make Book Knight and get Book Knight and Kuminga at five and eight. I mean, especially if Barnes is the one that slips, because there'll be a lot of teams that are gonna be hunting for Scotty Barnes. Um there's other really good players too. Um, you can talk me into someone like Keon Johnson with his speed and his and his elite speed um, that he could bring to bear both on defense and on offense. Um, you know, I don't think that I don't know if he has star potential, but you bring an elite skill, you have the chance to do something really special. You can talk me into Alpern Sangun from Jer- from Turkey uh, with the way that he played at the international level in the Turkish Super League last year, winning the MVP at 18 years old is nothing to sneeze at. He is a very talented and gifted offensive player, especially with a lot of work to do on the defensive end, mind you. You can talk me even into Zaire Williams, who has climbed up the draft board, and many people believe the Magic have every intention of surprising everyone and taking him with the eighth pick. While I am still concerned about his poor shooting numbers, uh, I understand the situation that he was put in and that he was really good in high school and that a lot of people are not so concerned with the numbers that he put up in college at Stanford during a weird season nonetheless. There are a lot of different directions we could go, and we didn't even get into the kind of crazy scenario that could play out where the Toronto Raptors pick Scotty Barnes with the fourth pick and leave Jalen Suggs to the Magic at five. Sort of, that is, frankly, a dream scenario, and I choose to believe that it is too good to be true, especially when you consider that there is the outside possibility that Jonathan Kuminga still slips to eight and you end up with Suggs and Kuminga, which would be... The A++++ draft on draft night, at least. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to have any further insight on what the Magic are going to do. I'll go over who I think the Magic are going to pick and what I think is going to play out on draft night here toward the end of the show. But I want, I want everyone to remember as we depart here on draft night is that no matter who the Magic pick, no matter if you like the player, no matter if you dislike the player, possibilities are endless. The future is limitless. And you don't know on draft night who the star is going to be. That's the thing about this. It's a guessing game. A complete and utter guessing game. Even the most intelligent, expert people when it comes to evaluating prospects, when it comes to watching basketball, again, I, I would, I, 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 and, and if Matt listens to this, I would love him to take me into a scouting session with him because I, I want to know more. I want to be better at this because I am, I am dead wrong a lot. I was a big fan of Mario Azonia. I was dead wrong on him. I was a little lukewarm on Jonathan Isaac. And while I think the reasons I was lukewarm on him are warranted, the guy that I wanted to pick in, in, in that draft is barely in the NBA right now, in Dennis Smith Jr. Um, I would beg you, don't go back and look at the 2018 uh, Locked On NBA mock draft when I passed on Jason Tatum to take Wendell Carter. I wasn't even super enamored with Wendell Carter at the time. All these guys 
you know, I, 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 give the man, I give front office executives the benefit of the doubt because it's their job to watch basketball. I'm, I'm part-time on this. I watch a lot of basketball. I feel like I'm better. I, I, I know more or have a little bit more experience than the average fan, but it's not my full-time job to watch this stuff. I dip my toe into the water for the draft. I try to avoid the draft like the plague because I want to believe the team's going to make the playoffs. And so I don't want to start my draft prep until March. And I got late into my draft. I got late into draft prep this year because I still held out hope for a playoff bid. Don't worry, I watch plenty of the top guys. I still feel fairly confident that what I've seen allows me to convey information to you and then convey some of the questions to you. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I can make a, a, a really good decision or as informed a decision as the Magic made. When the Magic took Chumo Kiki two years ago, he wasn't even on my board. The torn ACL to me was not something that the Magic needed. I looked at that team and said, and I, and I do remember saying this directly, the Magic's goal should be to get a rookie who can contribute to a playoff team, who can add something immediately, make an immediate impact with the team to help them get from the 7 seed to the 6 to the 5 to the 4 seed to pl- competing for home court advantage. Instead, the Magic did something of a salary deferment, made sure that they didn't put any new money on their books, and took a player that, while everyone considered very good, would need the time to recover. The almost exact opposite of what I said. Now, I'm sitting here today, and having watched Chuma Kiki in his rookie year, I am really excited about what Chuma Okiki can be. Kid seems like he's a hard worker. He's a solid—honestly, I think he's a solid shooter, and I'm excited to see how he grows. Looking back at it now, it's the right pick for the Magic. It's a solid pick for the Magic, at least through one year. The return, early returns are good at least. And that's the thing to remember. You're not drafting a rookie for his rookie year. You're drafting him for the bigger picture, for the long term. To figure out what he's going to be when that rookie contract runs out. Three, four, five years down the road. One of the smarter things that Rob Hennigan said, or one of the more interesting insights that Rob Hennigan said, who, by the way, despite his poor drafting and his poor drafting method, um, probably knows more about basketball than all of us combined, or has forgotten more about basketball than all of us can remember. He made some bad picks, was put in some bad spots, probably valued the wrong things. And that's important too, to value the right things and to know when to take the big gamble on a person or on a player. But we just don't know. There's no way to know. Kwame Brown was taken first overall and was the runaway favorite to be the first overall pick. And while I would still venture to guess, say that Kwame Brown had a successful NBA career, having made it in the league for a decade plus and contributed to some, you know, contributed to every team that he played on for the most part after that rookie, after that rookie stint with the Wizards. He was obviously not able to carry the pressure of being the number one pick. Donovan Mitchell outshone everyone in workouts to earn his spot with the Utah Jazz, to impress the Utah Jazz enough that they made sure they went up and got him. So really, all that I'm asking for the Orlando Magic to do entering this draft, all that I want the Magic to do on Thursday night is to get someone they believe in. Pick a player that they believe will be part of this team's future, part of this team's foundation, part of this team's core. Pick a player that they will invest in. 
don't go for the player that's first on everyone's board. And, and, and they don't care about what the outsiders say. They don't care what my big board looks like. They don't care what your big board looks like. What they need is to pick the player they believe in. To pick the player that fills the needs that they want. And sure, length, wingspan, defensive acumen, defensive intensity, you know, those are all symbols for something else. They matter, they're important, but they shouldn't be dispositive. They shouldn't be the deciding factor. They proved that when they drafted Cole Anthony last year, to be frank. But the Magic need to identify the person, or the people in this case, with two picks in this draft, that accomplish the goals that they want to accomplish. If that is getting the best player, if that is finding a star, that's what they need to do. For me, the goal of this draft is to find a star. And so I would do everything in my power with that fifth pick to pick the player that's most likely to be a star. Is that Jonathan Kuminga? Is that Scotty Barnes? Is that James Book Knight? Is that someone else? I've said throughout the course of this draft process that my philosophy in every mock draft that I've done is to pick one safe pick and one star star pick. One reach for a star. The Magic have that luxury with the eighth pick. The Magic cannot miss on both these picks. If the Magic miss on both, both these picks, Jeff Weltman should be fired. That's, 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 that's the, the truth. He put a lot into this draft. He traded away the Magic's franchise, restarted the whole, the whole thing. This is a big draft for the Magic. They need to get players. They need to get two good players. And, and again, go back to our last episode of Lockdown Magic. Jeff Weltman acknowledges that, recognizes that. He knows the importance of this draft to set the establishment and the foundation for this team's next phase, for this team's rebuild. But the Magic need to have their goals very, very clear too. Who are they looking for? What are they looking for? And frankly, identify the player you want. Don't worry about the pick slot. Who is the player you want? And then frankly, go out and get him. I expect the Magic to be aggressive on Thursday night. Expect the Magic to try and trade up. I'm sure those conversations have already had, and, and if there's a deal to be made, I'm sure the parameters of that deal are already coming into focus. But I also expect the Magic to be surprising, to go off board on occasion. I take the reports and the rumors about Zaire Williams going to the Magic very, very seriously. I think they are real. And I think the Magic are more than happy to do something unexpected to get the guy that they believe in most. And that's what matters. Getting someone this team believes in. I do think there are a lot of trade opportunities for the Magic. I want to discuss a few of them, a few ideas that I've kind of come up with, a few few areas that the Magic can move around in. I want to talk about them coming up here in just a moment. But first... Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors to choose from? There's literally something for everyone. When you talk about Bilt Bar, to a Built Bar fan like me, they're, they're passionate about their favorites. And frankly, I'm passionate about this project, this, this product, because unlike other protein bars, this one tastes good. It's healthy for you. 
and it's relatively low calories. It's fairly healthy. You can get it in great flavors like raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, cookies and cream, and a whole lot more. You can get a mix box with two of each of the nine currently available flavors too if you want to try them all out. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. They come with 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Belt Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So as you're watching the track and field as it gets started this week, or started tonight, today, you'll, you'll be eating the same protein bar that they rely on to replenish their energy and get them through their day. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. So the big thing that everyone's wondering, the big thing that everyone's talking about when it comes to the Orlando Magic uh, is... What are they going to do uh, with their picks? Um, are they going to keep them? Are they going to keep it 5-8? and eight? And, and obviously, anytime you get to the draft, the odds are always that everyone's going to stand pat. Um, but we, are gonna, we have seen trades. We're going to see trades. And I think the Magic are trying very, very hard to try and trade up in this draft. Um, they will give up 5-8 and eight to, to trade up in this draft, I think, um, to, to go get one of those four players. Um, you know, I think some of it is they're going to have to play a little coy with Toronto because there's reports... That Toronto uh, would, would would take uh, Scotty Barnes, um, or or someone above them would take Scotty Barnes, and if that happens, everything's off, and Orlando just takes Jalen Suggs at five, and everyone's very 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 happy. Um, but it's trading is always very very difficult. Um, you know, I, I, it's easy to go put something in and, and think about things, and I you know I often say with trades, it's it's really important to have frameworks. Is there something that makes sense? Is there something that a works under the rules, but but a move that accomplishes goals for both sides? And and so on that front, I think it's really important to understand what are the Magic's goals? What are the Magic's aims in a trade? Now, obviously, in this case, it is to get the talent, to get the most talented players, to get the player that they believe in, like I just said. If they're trying to trade up, it's because they believe one of those four guys is the anchor to their team. But honestly, I think it is far more likely the Magic trade down. Now, I don't think it's necessarily a smart idea to trade down to take your guy. Like, let's take the Z.R. Williams thing, for, for instance. I don't think it's smart to trade down to pick Z.R. Williams where you think he can be had. If I've said this on numerous occasions. If Zaire Williams is your guy, take him at eight. If, if, if Jeff Weltman is convinced he is the next star player, that he's the diamond in the rough and no one is giving him his due, don't risk it and trade down to 12 or 13. Take him at eight. The question then to get the Magic to move down is what assets are valuable enough to have the Magic sort of give up this power? So Magic, you know, despite not having uh, one of these top four picks, have a lot of power in this draft. With two draft picks, they have power. If someone wants to move up, the Magic are a team that might be willing to play ball. The question is, for what? 
And that's, I think, a fair question. Um, there's already reports, of course, that the Magic, that several teams are kind of interested in Terrence Ross. I do expect that Terrence Ross is probably going to get traded, either if not now, then certainly by the trade deadline. He is too valuable and, and, and would be too important to a playoff caliber team to, I think, uh, to, I think uh, uh, stay on, on a team like the Magic for very long. And I do think it's important that the Magic have veterans, but... I, I, I don't I think the magic also need to look to uh, extract as many as much as they can from guys that aren't part of this team's future. And so for me the, the next question then is become becomes okay, what teams would be interested in moving up to where the magic are at? And I've identified a few teams already actually. Um, and so I, I keep an eye on these teams. I would start with the Memphis Grizzlies. They've already completed one trade, uh, trading up from 17 to 10 uh, to take uh, 17 from trading up from 17 to 10 uh, and taking on Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams. Essentially, what New Orleans did in trading down from 10 is to do a salary dump to help themselves uh, to help themselves uh, get free agents, free agent for, to get cap room for free agency this summer. Now, I think the Magic will be a prime place for salary dumping. I think the Magic would be more than happy to take on bad salary as long as they get something from it. Um, so trading down would not be an option in this case. Memphis is reportedly shopping Eric Bledsoe around um, after acquiring him from the Pelicans. I don't think the Magic are interested in him. But Memphis is also reportedly, reportedly trying to be aggressive to get back up in this draft and to try and acquire another kind of high-caliber young player to pair with John Morant. Memphis is feeling the pressure to get better, but more so feeling the pressure to be elite now that they've been in the playoffs. And adding Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams, I think, helps them a little bit, although I think Jonas Valanciunas is a very good player. I don't know if Memphis is the right trade partner. Um, trading back to 10, I think, would be advantageous for the Magic. I think that would be a good spot for them, too. So trading 10, but trading 10 for 5, if that's where Memphis is trying to go, I would want Brandon Clark. Or I would want DeAnthony Melton. I'd want a prized young prospect. And I'm not sure Memphis is ready to do that. Um, certainly not for eight, but maybe for five, they might they might be willing to do so. Um, I don't know if that's a deal I do. I think I'd probably still stick at five on that case. Um, another team that I think would be interesting is Indiana. Um, I, I do think that Indiana, um, they're clearly moving around. They're trying to move a little bit. There's a report that they might be trying to get a deal or some rumors at least that they might be trying to trade Miles Turner. To me, Miles Turner is the kind of maybe veteran that the Magic should bring in. Clearly fits this team's culture, would solidify the center position for them. A little bit of a big play, obviously. He's got two years with $18, uh, $18 million each left on his contract. A little bit of a win-now move, to be honest, too. Um, it would give the Magic a solid defender as a backline defender. He's led the league in blocks twice in his career, including last year when he averaged more than three per game. He is a fantastic defender, but very inconsistent offensively, despite having some big games and having some moments. Very injury-prone as well. But, if the Magic believe that they are closer, maybe, to the playoffs, or, or, or believe that, you know, maybe this year's a wash, maybe this year's a figure, figure everything out, but they could be back in the playoff hunt next season, with Miles Turner on a contract year, by the way, maybe that's not a bad idea. Trading uh, Miles Turner, uh, acquiring Miles Turner with the uh, with Indiana's pick, which is the 13th or 14th, um, for maybe like Wendell Carter or Mo Bamba and and Dwayne Bacon, 
Um, maybe that's the start of something. Now, as I always say, it's it's not necessarily about the names that I'm throwing out there, that I'm pitching out there. I'm, I'm, I'm try- I, what I'm trying to do in this exercise is, is target teams and say, this team might want to make a move. Well, what could they offer? What would, they, what would make it worth their while? The bigger question, the more important question, is what framework exists to make a deal work? And again, what are the magic goals? At this point, the magic goals are to get talent. To get the most talent they can to improve their talent base. And so honestly, that deal with Indiana makes... That deal with Indiana, I don't hate it. I don't hate going after Miles Turner. Especially if you're only giving up eight and still getting a draft still getting a draft pick at the end of the lottery. I think you could still get Zaire Williams there, to be perfectly frank. But that that's not the the, the target or not the not the thought process here. I think that there is something there to be done. Where the Magic can get maybe a youngish veteran to kind of anchor this team for a little while. Add something that might last long term. That's the goal. But at the end of the day, I do think the Magic stand pat. I do think the Magic make these two picks. And so I'm going to go one more time to explain who I think the Magic will pick in the NBA draft coming up. Before we do that, though, let me give you a brief word from our pals at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Swine door often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer. Choosing the only brand the warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can do it yourself. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you can need, from brake parts, tail lamps, mortar oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So that leaves one last thing to address before we close down, before the NBA draft takes place. One last thing to talk about and figure out. That's who are the Orlando Magic going to take? Who is the player that's going to be such a central focus for this team and and help reshape and shape the future of this team? What are the Orlando Magic going to do? Now I've said, and and I still think that this is the case, and I still think that this should be the case, the Orlando Magic should take home run swings. They should go for a player that they believe can become a star. Someone that can be the central figure of this roster. Because really, frankly, there is no growing without doing that. There is no taking that next step without doing that. It's You can build all the nice players you want, but it goes nowhere without the star to galvanize them. The Magic didn't become a playoff team until Nikola Vucevic unlocked his star power. That's the truth of the matter. So the Magic have to find their star. Unfortunately, I don't think they're going to do that at five. It looks increasingly, and it seems like it's an open secret, that the Magic are taking Scotty Barnes with the fifth pick. It's not that I dislike Scotty Barnes as a player. I think Scotty Barnes will be a really good player in the NBA. But I don't think he's a star. 
Scotty Barnes, to me, is like Draymond Green. He makes good players great because he does the little things um, and, and fills a role for teams. I'm not sold his offensive game will ever be... You know, not that it won't be a lead or he won't be effective. I'm not sold he'll be a 20-point scorer. I don't think that's his game. Unless something has changed or a shot has dramatically improved, this is a guy that fills gaps, rebounds, runs the floor, dribbles really well for a six foot nine guy, is a great playmaker for a six foot nine guy, but not an elite. He's not Ben Simmons or anything like that. He's a great defender, but he's not. He's not going to be the guy that gets you 20 a night. To me, Scotty Barnes is the safe pick because of that. And that puts a lot of pressure on eight being the sort of star pick, the star reach. If it were me, I would probably take Jonathan Kuminga five. I do have my doubts about Kuminga. And honestly, I would really think about trading down from five. Um, and, and if Jalen Suggs isn't, on the, isn't available, I would really think about trading down. Um, people want Scotty Barnes. Use that against them. End up with Book Knight and Moody, or Moody and Williams, or whoever you want. I'd take Moses Moody with the eighth pick because I think the Magic need the shooting desperately, and I think he can. I don't think he's, he's going to be a star either, but I think he can be. He has the spurt ability to be really effective too. But I do think the Magic are going to end up taking Zaire Williams. Um, the, the, I, I don't think that smoke coming out of. I don't think that smoke coming out of the Magic's um, facility. I, I, I think that there's something to this. Um, he fits all the boxes at the Magic. Like he can be a star. He, he, I think he can get there. But I think the odds of him getting there, the floor is really low. It is a risk for sure. So maybe Barnes and Williams is the draft. I think that second pick will come down to 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 Zaire Williams or Moses Moody. I personally, I, I think it would be really hard to pass on Moses Moody if he's available at eight. Um, he fits everything the Magic like. Um, so I would take Moses Moody. I think the Magic probably do end up taking Moses Moody too, but this Sire Williams thing is, I think, very, very real. And I, I, I don't think the Magic, I don't think it's some smokescreen. I think the Magic are really thinking about taking him at eight. Um, but again, like I said, no one can predict these things. Um, we'll see what it all looks like in Summer League where we find out if they can't play or if they can play. And then we'll find out again during the regular season just how good these picks are. And like I said, these are defining picks for Jeff Weldon. His job is on the line here. He's got to nail these picks. He's got to get quality players that the Magic can begin to build around to. It's a big night. Get excited. Don't be upset by whoever the Magic draft. Not until you see how they look on the court first. Be sure also to check out the live NBA Draft show, NBA Draft Goat Chad Ford, Locked On NBA Draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th. That's today at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You can follow me on Twitter at philipr underscore me. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himmler, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. Be sure to follow uh, me on Twitter at omagicdaily for the latest on the Orlando Magic, plus live reactions to the draft picks as well. We'll have coverage throughout the day, plus a new episode of Locked on Magic coming up Friday Friday morning as well for you. 
uh, as the Magic make their picks in the NBA draft. We're all really, really excited to see what this pick does. It is a big night for the Orlando Magic, so please find your way to enjoy it. So that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic, Daily Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.